Thank you for being here tonight. Thank you for your faithfulness. And if you have your Bibles for a little while, I, I will do my best to not be overly uh, wordy tonight. That means I won't talk too much. Um, I would like to direct your attention to the book of Luke chapter 14. And this particular passage of Scripture just has gotten hold of me and I hope that I can share with you something that I have I feel deep down in my soul tonight. Luke chapter 14. It's great to have guests with us all the way from De Quincey or De Ritter. De Ritter, Louisiana. We got some Louisiana folks in here. Anybody from Louisiana beside? Oh, we got several Louisiana folks. They make great Texans. And even better, members of Greater Life Church. Amen. Luke chapter 14, verse number 25. And it says, And there went great multitudes with him. And he turned and said unto them, If any man come to me, and hate not his father and mother and wife and children and brethren and sisters, yea, and his own life also. He cannot be my disciple. Whosoever doth not bear his cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. For which of you, intending to build a tower, sitteth not down first, and counteth the cost, whether he had sufficient to finish it, lest happily, after he hath laid the foundation, and is not able to finish it all, that behold it, begin to mock him, saying, This man began to build, and was not able to finish what a, what a challenging passage of Scripture. What a very stirring and sobering thought to me. And I want to just talk to you for a little while tonight about finishing what you start. Everybody say that with me. Finishing what you start. You may be seated. You know, God is an amazing God to say the least. And we do a great deal around here to try to elevate that in the minds of people. I, I want to thank Brother Clyde for the music and the singing because we never come to a service where there is not that intention of exalting and magnifying the Lord and His greatness. I don't care how troubled you are. If you'll just come to church and just listen to the singing and the worship, there's a message in the song that will help put you on the right path. Amen. God is truly an amazing God. He is omnipotent. That means, uh, well, He knows everything. He's got all power. He, he is amazing in His scope of power. And yet still He is a God that is tender and loving and caring 
He is omniscient, which simply means that he knows everything, and yet he is still a God of mercy. That, to me, is amazing. That God knows before I do it what I'm going to do, and yet he still has compassion on me as uh, as his child. He is omnipresent. That means that he is present everywhere at all times. But in spite of him being present all the time everywhere, he is in particular a very present help in my time of trouble. I am thankful for that tonight. And I think the more that I learn about the Lord, the more I am amazed at the perseverance of God in dealing with humanity. When God robed Himself in flesh, He identified with some questionable and unsavory characters. There were publicans and sinners. His purity was not defiled by their perverseness and His holiness was not tarnished by their harshness of life. The lame, the deaf, the halt, the blind... The lepers were not afraid of him, and they were not afraid to make contact with him, and he was not afraid for them to make contact with him. He would identify with the failure like the woman at the well and the woman brought in the act of adultery. He was willing to be connected to a sinner like Simon Peter, and he came to a wreck like the demoniac, and he was touched by the misfits of life, and the outcast lepers felt his gentle touch. It seemed that there was no one that he would identify with except one group of people. And Hebrews 10 and 38 tells us who they are. He will not identify with those who turn back, those who quit. God doesn't want to be connected to quitters. And I come tonight to tell you that quitting should never be an option in any of our lives. What a challenging and sobering thought our text brings to our mind tonight. I don't think anybody in this building wants it said about them that they began to build but they could not finish it. I certainly don't want that epithet on my tombstone. He started out great, but he could not be found in the end. What a tragedy to begin to build, but not be able to finish. When Jesus said this, he was on the road to Jerusalem. The cross was before him. The crowds were gathered around him. Multitudes were thronging him because in their mind, they thought that he was on the way to building an empire. And they wanted to be a part of that empire. And it was in that kind of context that he turned and reminded them that if they were going to be his disciples, that this was going to cost something to be his disciple. And there would be those who would seek earthly power, but if they wanted to be his disciple, they were going to have to become connected to something 
greater than this present life. He was there to remind them that loyalty would cost sacrifice and they would even have to be ready to suffer a cross for the highest things and the best things in life. And certainly he laid out some very stringent things there. He made a statement that has confused a lot of people. Unless you hate your father and mother, you can't be my disciple. That's uh, harsh language. And yet what he was actually saying was in the original text that you, if you love anything more than you love me, you're already headed in the wrong direction. You've got to love me more than you love anything else. And he goes on to speak to them about taking up a cross and following him. But I believe that one of the things that the Lord was trying to get through to these that were following him was the seriousness of what they were doing and what they were wanting to be involved in. The seriousness of the spiritual life. This I, I've often heard it said that life is a dress rehearsal. And I thought about that today and I thought that's a lie. This is not a dress rehearsal. Because a dress rehearsal is just a preliminary to the actual performance. And you, if you get it wrong in dress rehearsal you still have another shot at getting it right before it's over. But this is not dress rehearsal tonight. This is the real deal. The things that we are doing tonight and the things that we are investing in tonight for our life, they are the real thing. And we're not going to have an opportunity to go back at some point and redo the part that we messed up on. We, may, we need to make sure that we get it right now. And I want you to particularly notice the wording of our text. When he came to this reference of the builder, he makes a statement about this builder that stuck in my mind today. He said of this one that he was out to build a tower. Now, to you that may not mean much, but... In my mind, I, when I've read that scripture, it never has registered with me that particular word. He didn't say that you're building a cottage or you're building a shack or a lean-to, but he said that you are building a tower. A tower was much more than a cottage or a lean-to. It, it was something of great value and in, and, and what he was trying to get across to them was that this thing called life is more than just building a little cottage somewhere. It's, it's more than just building a lean-to and getting through life. We are involved in one of the greatest things in all of the world and in all of eternity, and that is we are building for eternity. Amen. We are building for eternity. And there's a great value in what you and I are involved in tonight. We are not involved in some piddly 
no account endeavor. We are involved in building a tower. Not just any kind of life, but the right kind of life. We are building something that is extremely important. A spiritual house that time cannot destroy. Tonight, this is no trivial thing that we're involved in. This is no game. It's not like playing cards or rolling dice. If you don't get it this time, maybe you might the next time. This is something much more than that. We are building for another world. We are building for eternity, and we cannot afford to get it wrong. And we certainly cannot afford to quit before we get finished. Amen. Thinking of that made me understand that what we are involved in tonight is so very important. And so he lays emphasis on considering. Think about it. Take some time to reflect upon it. Let it occupy the best thoughts in your life. Don't allow this thing to become secondary or something you get to in the future, but let it be the central focus of your life. I am building for eternity. And what I do for God is all that matters. Only one life, the poet said, and soon it will pass. And only what's done for Christ will last. Let, let that occupy my mind when I am trying to get through the day. This is not a trivial matter. This is not some secondary thing. This deserves the best efforts that I can make. And then he laid such a great emphasis on finishing what you start. Amen. Everybody say finishing. The magnificence of a great life lies not in its beginning, but in a good finish. Amen. And the qualities that enable a man to start well are not always the qualities that enable a man to finish well. I think all of us have known a lot of good starters in life. But how many of us know good finishers? I wouldn't even want to start to venture and ask how many have some unfinished projects at home. Because we would probably all be guilty. We got out. All it takes to start is just a little enthusiasm, a little excitement. Sunshiny day. We're going to clean up the house. And we get involved. We get bogged down. Next thing you know, we've abandoned that and gone to something else and a rabbit trail here and another one there and then it's still we still never have finished it it's still incomplete I need to get off that subject I feel conviction right now but the qualities that enable a man to start well are not the same that are needed to finish to carry on. One can start on any enterprise if you're just eager and hopeful. But it takes more than eagerness and hopefulness to finish. It takes some tenacity. It takes some endurance. No doubt in my mind what you're going to find on the road and the path of those that finish are things like steadfastness and constant and patience and perseverance and courage and will to just keep going staying power standing power 
Those are things that you will find in the path of those who finish. And how many good men have started out, but how few there are that find the will to finish. I don't know about you, but something inside of me today said, whatever it takes, you've got to make sure you finish this thing right. Amen. I've come too far to be lost now. You say, Brother Hughes, I don't think I'm going to be lost. Well, I've come too lost. I've come too far to be distracted now. You know, I'm convinced that there's going to be people that are going to miss the rapture just like people miss the boat for, with Noah, not because they didn't feel like it was necessary, but they just never got around to getting there quick enough. Can you imagine what it was like the day that door shut? And people walked by and they noticed there was something different about that ark today than there was yesterday. Yesterday, I thought I saw that thing down. I thought I saw that door open, but it's not open today. And then something fell, and then another drop fell, and all of a sudden it dawned on them what he had been telling them all these years. And then all of a sudden, not wicked men, not evil men, just men that waited too late. What a tragedy to wait too late in life to to get started. But... I'm certain that there will be people that will be lost that are not wicked people, but they just got so sidetracked doing other things and living life that they forgot the main thing. Amen. The main thing is I've got to finish this thing called spiritual life. And when I was looking at this verse today, I thought, what does it take to finish well? What? What does it take for a man to keep going once he gets started? You know, it doesn't take a lot to get the wedding bells ringing. A little passion, a little romance, love note or two. Man, we're ready to jump, click our heels and find the nearest JP and get our license and find somebody that will say all those precious words that we think mean so much at that moment, and they do, but... It's a whole different story to life. It takes a whole lot more to finish that thing that you started than it was to begin it. Passion runs out. The fire burns low. You wake up to bad breath and bad manners and all kind of other issues that start cropping up in life. It, it takes a whole lot more. To finish something that you started, it's a whole lot more needed to finish up in this thing called life than just a little desire or a little hunger or a little passion. What does it take to see a family through to the end? That's the thing I want to know. What does it take to see a family through to completion? You've got to stay with it. You've got to persevere. There's got to be a lot of forbearance in a family. There's got to be a lot of forgiveness. I sat with a beautiful couple today that used to be a part of our church, and they were expressing their gratitude for me helping them through some very troubling times in their married life. And what where they were at now, learning, and I made a statement to them, if a marriage lasts, There's going to be a lot of love, but there's also going to be a lot of forgiveness. 
Amen. Everybody say a lot of it. A lot of it. What does it take? It takes staying with it. It takes maturing. I think maturing is one of the things we need to probably preach about a whole lot more than we do. The Bible speaks about our perfection. Now, he's not talking about you doing everything exactly right, crossing all your T's and dotting all your I's and making sure that you never mess up. The word for perfection is maturity. He's concerned about us growing up. He loves the fact that we fell in love with Him, but falling in love and staying in love are two different things. And it takes more to stay in love than it does to fall in love. I mean, you get a few hormones bumping together and people can fall in love. But it takes something far more than that to stay on that journey. Any person who comes to this point in life and doesn't understand that it takes a lot of growing up to finish. Amen. A lot of growing up. And you know what? I've lived long enough to say I hate to say it. I might not ought to say it tonight. But I've seen a lot of folks in diapers. That should have been out of them a long, 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 long time ago. And I've seen them on bottles, too. I remember I went to school with a kid. He was in the sixth grade, still sucking his thumb. Now, I don't know. He had some problems. I don't know what the issue was, but... I tell you what, if I'd have been his mother, I think I would have taught him something about that. He just doesn't look good for a boy that's six foot tall to be sitting in class sucking on his thumb. Now, we laugh about that, but I'm going to tell you, folks, it doesn't look good for us who stand at an altar and make commitments to God about what we're going to do, and then when the going gets tough, we say, well, I don't know if I meant what I said. we got to finish what we start. we got to go all the way to the end. I didn't start out in this journey to be a quitter. So it takes a lot. And I do believe that a good start is is a great beginning, but it's just a beginning. And a great start does not mean that you're going to have a great end. There's going to be something else that's going to be involved. And you're going to finish this thing, and you're going to make it to the end. And we must finish what we start in this thing called life, because it does matter whether we finish or not. And so the question that came to my mind today is how do we ensure that we finish what we start? What's it look like to finish what you start? <laughs> Some folks have never finished anything they started, so they wouldn't have a clue what it looks like. But I'm going to give you some things what it looks like to finish what you start. Number one, we can never afford in this thing called life to lose sight of what we are really doing. 
We are building a tower. We're not building a lean-to. We're not throwing up a mud hut. We're building something that is eternally important. Our salvation, our soul is on the line. And it is extremely important that we never lose sight of why we started this thing to begin with. And it's very easy in life. Once you get on this journey, you start down the road of life. It's easy to get where we lose sight of what we're doing and we lose the goal and we forget the purpose and we get lost in the process of life and in, and in the process of all of that, we wind up on the, on the side of the road. I read the story of the Taj Mahal and... I'm sure most of you have heard of it. You may not know much about it, but the Taj Mahal is located on the banks of the Yamuna River in India, and it was built by a Mughal empire or emperor named Shah Jahan, and it was built for his wife, whom he loved dearly. She had given him number of children, and uh, she died about three years after he was elevated to the emperor of the country. And in a desire to honor her, he, he, he decided to build this project called the Taj Mahal. The problem was it took a lot longer to build it than what some of them anticipated. It began in the year... I think of 1632, and it took 22 years to complete it. And there were over a hundred or 20,000 workers that were needed in the building of it. But this is what legend says. This is what I've read, that it was in the process of this building of the Taj Mahal. And if you've ever seen it, it is magnificent. It has 200-foot high domes and it has 110-foot arches, and it has a 315-square-foot marble platform in one area of it. It is exquisite in its beauty. But in the process of building all of this, when they were cleaning out the rubble, you know how rubble builds up when you're building, there was one thing that was in the way, and so they moved it out and threw it out with the rest of the trash only to come to find that what they had thrown out was the reason they were building it. It was the body of his wife. You say, well, you, that's a great story. Well, that's the truth about life. There's a lot of folks that lose sight of the reason why we're here. This is not about me enjoying pleasure for a season this is about me seeking my depth into things that will last for eternity. It is about me building something that will outlast whatever might come against it so that when the end comes, he can say unto me, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. You finished what you started. Amen. I think we cannot let the difficulties of building cause us to give up either. And I think of all the things that cause people to give up, it must be the difficulties that are involved in building.
who, who ever imagined the troubles that you would face when you got married? When you said, I do. Nobody even envisioned the pain and the heartache and the setbacks and the unexpected and the anxieties that would befall you as a family or a couple or an individual when you started out in life. Nobody gave you a guidebook when you were birthed into this world and said, this is what you're going to have to get ready for. And then life comes along and we find ourselves in the middle of it and it gets heavy. Sometimes the burdens are so heavy, we don't even feel like we can pick up one foot and put it in front of another. But hear me tonight. If you're going to finish this thing, you're going to have to live through the difficulties and you're going to have to get through the tough spots and not give up when the going gets tough. Jesus started His life and ministry in the idyllic fields of Galilee, and the flowers were blooming. But before he ended this thing in earth, he found himself at a cross with stripes on his back and a crown of thorns on his head and a body that had been beaten to shreds. But it didn't beat him. Because hanging there on the cross, his last statement was, It is finished. Uh, Praise God. That's what I want to be able to say. That's what I want said about my life. He didn't give up and quit when life got tough. When the going got tough, he didn't quit just because things didn't go his way. He didn't get mad because life was unfair. He didn't get an attitude because life was not even handed. You know what? You need to get over that. Life isn't fair. It wasn't designed to be fair. I don't know what you're expecting or I'm expecting in life, but the thing that makes an overcomer is the man who will accept life and learn how to climb over it and live through it. That's the man or the woman that will find himself at the finish line. They will find himself before the throne of God and him saying, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things. I'm going to make you ruler over many things. Amen. You've got to face the difficulties but not give up. How many could count the heartaches, the tragedies, the bereavements that have broken the heart, the things that have come... But the Scripture says, and it reminds me, that he that endures to the end, the same shall be saved. I've got to stay with it even when it hurts. Amen. How many of you have ever had started a building project and you ran into a difficulty? Let me ask you this. How many of you have ever gone into a building project and never run into a difficulty? Anybody ever started a new job and never run into a problem? Anybody ever move into a new home, a new home, and not run into a problem? I mean, we we had our home built, and I mean, the first new home we ever owned in our life. It looked perfect until I woke up one morning and got out of bed and put my feet down in about an inch and a half of water. Start looking around, trying to figure, figure out where water's come through. And they 
called the builders, and they got the plumbers out there, and they looked. They couldn't find any broken lines anywhere. Sure enough, as they kept examining, they found that where the copper lines ran through the walls, and when they had nailed up the trim, they had used too long of a nail and had gone through the trim right into that copper line, and the pressure just kept building up, building up, building up. You know what? It had been great just to walk out of that house and just burn it down to the ground and say, you know what, this is just not the way life's supposed to be. There's a lot of folks live like that. Things don't go their way. They just give up, quit, go home, throw in the towel. Life starts leaking. You know what you got to do? You got to find somebody that can fix the leak and keep on living. Amen. But you cannot give up just because you run into a problem. And there's no building worth having that's not going to have its set of problems. So quit pulling your hair out, wondering what's wrong with you because you run into some problems. What am I doing wrong? You're not doing anything wrong. You're just trying to finish. And if you finish, you're going to run into some trouble. You're going to have some heartaches. You're going to cry. You're going to wonder why you even started out. But you know what? You're here, so finish. Read. Hebrews 10, 28. He takes no pleasure in him who turneth back. You cannot live this thing to the end and allow yourself to get lost in the doing of other things that cause you to neglect the main thing. My sweet mother-in-law I can talk about her. She's not here. She's in glory tonight, so she'll she'll understand. But uh, my mother-in-law, she's a great lady. But she was one of those kind of ladies that when she went through the house, she picked up something to start working on it. But before she got to the place she was supposed to be to finish it, she saw something else that needed to do. And so she picked that up. And next thing you know, she started out to cook cornbread, and she wound up baking beans. I don't know how it happened, but it happened. She just had that knack of, of, of just seeing so many things that needed to be done. That's not a criticism. I'm just saying that life is much like that to some people in the spirit realm. We get started living for God, and then suddenly this little distraction comes up, and there's this distraction that comes up, and there's this pressure, and there's this thing that attracts our attention and before we catch ourselves we're not focusing our energy and our life on the things that really matter we're pouring ourselves into things that are not even going to last they're going to burn up with the fervent heat of the end they're not even going to be around when the last call is made this world the bible said is going to be burnt up the only thing that's going to stand forever is the word and yet men and women sink their soul into getting a bigger car and a bigger house. And I'm not against all that. I, I, I applaud anybody. Please don't take that as a sign you need to go do something else. I'm just saying we need to make sure in all of our doing we never lose sight of what we need to be doing. And that's building toward eternity. We cannot become so distracted with secondary things that we forget the main thing. What does it profit him? 
If a man gained the what? The whole world. What would men give to have the whole world? I mean, you think about Trump. Trump, he, he's on, in the news. How much is he worth? How many millions? Billions. I don't even know how to fathom billions. I, I can't even fathom millions, to tell you the truth. Thousands get me upset sometimes, but I, they, they make my heart flutter. But <clears throat> all the world. I, I, I don't know. Somebody could. I don't do it right now, but can somebody Google, find out how much, what's all the wealth of the world? How many quadrillions of billions of hundred millions of dollars, if that's even the proper way to say it. And if you gain all of that, but you lost that little bitty tiny invisible soul, What have you gained? $241 trillion. I knew somebody could find it. $241 trillion. The wealth of the world. And you gained all that. Man, you could go on the longest vacation. You wouldn't have to work another day of your life. But if you gained all of that and you lost your soul, what has a man gained? Folks, I don't care how long ago it was when you started. It isn't going to matter if you don't finish. And God doesn't celebrate quitters. But He does celebrate those who stick to it to the end. Those that endure to the end, the same shall be saved. And I'm getting ready to close. We must never allow the cost of building to cause us to shortcut our effort of building. Why you say that, Brother Hughes? Because I know a lot of folks that get into this thing called life and they find out how much it costs and then they give up. They quit. It costs too much forgiveness. It costs too much mercy. It costs too much grace. It costs too much understanding. It, talk, it costs too much patience. And so they give up. Folks, I don't know if you know this, but life is costly. Not just in the natural, but in the spirit. And don't ever think that the right kind of life is not worth the cost. It's worth every penny. It's worth every ounce of energy. It's worth every effort that you made. But don't allow the cost of building to keep you from building. You know, mailing a letter. No, there's not very many folks do that, but there's still a place called the post office over here, and I go by it every once in a while. And the 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 the, the letter is is mailed. The stamps that you put on it is equivalent to the weight. There's a weight uh, limit that that you have to fit it within. And there's been a few times that I I've, I've taken an envelope that I wasn't sure of. I just, I, I didn't know if I had enough stamps on it. I wanted it to get to its destination, but I didn't know if I had enough of the right currency on it to get it through. But you know what? All of my hoping and wishing in the world is not going to get it to its destiny. 
The only thing that's going to get it there is that I make sure that I have the right value placed on that letter. I can't hope it to get there. Well, you know, Brother Hughes, I've tried to live for God. I've tried to be a good man. I've tried to be a good husband. I've tried to be a good person. I've tried, you ladies, I've tried to be a good woman. I've tried to be a good wife. Keep trying, but somewhere along the line, we've got to get it. <laughs> be it. I can't just hope that I have enough and wish that it gets to its destination. There's a cost in building a life. And never say it costs too much. Never say it costs too much. Because a good life costs. A good family costs. A good marriage costs. To be a better person is going to cost you. Amen. How many people have gone to seed wishing that they could be better and died as fossils because they were just wishing to be better and they never got up and did anything about it. Amen. If you're going to finish this thing, you're going to have to fight through a lot of discouragement and you're going to have to have a lot of staying power. You're just going to have to keep, you're going to have to stay the course you're going to have to stay true to what you started. You're going to have to stay with what you started. But you're going to have to also stay away from some things. You're going to have to stay away from bitterness because life can make you bitter. And you're going to have to stay away from being brittle, being hard and unmolding and untouchable. You're going to have to stay away from allowing life to make you so mean that nobody can live with you. Amen. You're going to have to have some standing power. You're going to have to withstand discouragement and desperate days. But failing is not an option, folks. We have to finish what we started. And I don't want it written of my life that he began to build. But he could not finish. How about you? So what does that mean? That means that whatever it takes, I've got to pull myself up by my bootstraps. I've got to put a smile on my face. I've got to get up and be happy. I've got to get up and, and, and go on through hurt or pain or discouragement or misunderstanding or whatever else happens or live through heartache or bereavement or whatever. But I am not quitting. I am not giving up. I'm not going back. I've come too far on my journey to ever think of turning back into this world of sin. I may not be the first one into heaven, but I'll be glad if I can make it in. That was the songwriter of old. Let's stand together. He began, but he could not finish. I want to finish this thing up I told a friend of mine not long ago, doing my very best to not crash here in these last hours. You say, Brother Hughes, what do you mean by that? Well, just look around. There's been a lot of good folks that have crashed and burned. A lot of good folks have come to the very end of time and very end of all that this earth knows. And then they turn back. 
I want to finish what I started. And I don't want to be deterred by the cost of it. It it doesn't matter what it costs. Just finish it. Pay the price. Amen. Forgive. Love. Have mercy. Be merciful. Be gracious. You know, grace is not just something that God does toward us. It's something that we do toward others as well. Having a little grace with people can help folks get through some hard times. Might help somebody finish. Who knows? Amen. You know what? I I, I don't want to be the only one there at the end. I want to know that when I get to the end of my journey, there's somebody else that's there because I helped them along the way. Amen. I want to help you finish. But you're not going to finish just because you started. And you're not going to finish just because you hope to do it. You're going to finish because you made up your mind. I ain't going to turn around. Amen. I'm walking with Jesus. I'm going through. I'm going to build my family. I'm going to build a better marriage. I'm going to be a better person. I'm going to build a better me. Through the help and grace of God, I'm going to be a better me. Whatever it costs. If I have to pray a little longer, if I have to stay on my knees a little longer, if I have to believe God a little longer, then that's what I'm going to do. Sing it with me. I'm going through. I'm going through. I don't care what the rest of the world decides to do. I've made up my mind. Ain't going to turn around. Walking with Jesus and I'm 